ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. Nice. Stop talking about the wife. <laughs> Come on, man. She's not here right now. I looked and I'm like, I was walking around with uh, with Brock from uh, Disabled Outdoorsman, Utah. And I look over and the wife is asleep. Come over for a minute. Then I go, oh, somebody's over here. Let's go introduce you. Then I look over and she's walking around. She has lunch. And I look back over and she's gone. I look and my truck's gone. So Oh, maybe she went shopping. The, the good part about that is it's a little bit of a drive. Yeah, so but you know it. women in shopping. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll find a way to get there. <laughs> so, man, why don't you drop a little intro? Um, I think we talked about doing this at the Purgatory event, and then uh, here we are at Snow Basin. This is the last event of yeah, the season, man. and uh, we're finally sitting down. <laughs> well, I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, I'm, absolutely, man. My name is Dan McLean, and I have uh, Aero Junkie. It's the name of my company, and basically what Aero Junkie is is – uh, it's an e-commerce site. I do have a small, small appoint, by appointment only shop uh, in Montrose, Colorado, but it's mostly online stuff. But it's everything you need to build your own arrows from anything from bear shafts to arrow saws. Um, I carry oh, nice. it all. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, just, you know, trying to get more people to build their own arrows, get away from that phobia of it's, it's too intimidating. It's too hard. It's, it's really not. It's an easy thing to do. You know, and you can start, you can start by fletching your own arrows and that's how you, everybody usually starts, you know, mm-hmm. our, our little, what we call our gateway drug to, to arrow building is the, you know, Arizona easy fletch. It takes about, yeah. you know, 15 seconds to, to fully fletch a, a three Old vein arrow. arrow. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're done. <laughs> and then people go, oh man, that wasn't so hard. And then, you know, you can graduate from there, but I, um, yeah, so we have everything. We have seven different, uh, arrow manufacturers. So we sell bear shafts. 
the you know components, everything you need to be to to build your own stuff. What uh, what spawned that? Man, I've been building my own arrows for oh, too too long to mention. Probably you know I don't know 16, 17 years, something like that. And I always have to buy stuff from several different places it's like you know buy veins here buy glue there buy mm -hmm. shafts here and it's always just kind of hard to find and hard, hard to get it all put together where it comes to you at one time like you know get my, my get my shafts and then i'm waiting for components or i'm waiting for veins and nothing's ever there at the same time by the time you get everything it's you know two or three weeks you have to wait for everything to just kind of funnel oh, in me crazy yeah and so it's nice to have just a one-stop shop you get online and you know get everything you need and it all comes at the same time. And, and I do custom arrows too. I'll do custom builds. Um, you know, my goal getting into this thing was to to get more people into to, to building their own. And it's working. It's what's really cool is it's working because arrow saw, the, buying an arrow saw, that, that's like the last big item. Like if somebody buys an arrow saw, that means they're in. They're, they're all they're in. They're yep. doing it. They're building their own arrows. And I've, so, I've sold a ton of arrow saws. Um, so it's working and that's a good thing, but you know, I, I'm doing the custom, the custom builds because there's some people out there that just don't have time or don't want to. And, um, that's probably something in the near future in the next year or so I'm going to kind of taper down just a little bit because I'm spending a lot of time building arrows and, you know, I want my focus more of, you know, getting more people building their own, right. but, but I do that. Too. There's something therapeutic about and i don't think people realize it at least for me right i shouldn't i shouldn't assume well i think you're right i think it's across therapeutic the yeah. man building that arrow absolutely and it's you know you you can get away you can get your me time you know mm -hmm. what i mean go in your shop go in your basement your garage wherever you're set up to do it get down there listen to some music yeah, drink buddy. a beer you know build some arrows it takes time and patience but it's it's relaxing it really is like you said it's therapeutic i think there's a lot i mean in my archery career right that's really what started me down the path of getting away from shooting a bow and arrow and getting into archery and that was okay how do i build an arrow how do i cut an arrow or why am i putting this this vein on this arrow and, sure you know what i mean squaring the tip of the arrow. those were things that really started me down my archery path right and i think it opens the door and and there's a level of enlightenment that comes with those builds Absolutely. each and every one man. yeah and it's what's great is you can you can do so much mm -hmm. you can try so many different things and you know we do I'm one of the only people that where you can you can get two shafts i also a pair of shafts like you don't have to buy a half a dozen or a dozen you can buy two at a time so if you want to buy try three different arrows then buy six instead of buying three dozen you know and then you can you can set them up however you want test them out and whatever works for you go with that um but yeah it is it's a it's a great way to to to, to tinker with right. your with your setup because mm -hmm. like you said you know, whether you're three fletch, you're four fletch, you, you know, a severe helical or straight or whatever. There's so many different setups that you can play with and figure out what, how you shoot, what shoots the best for you and for your bow, because different bows shoot different arrows. Yes, you know, sir. it's, you know, you can just mess around with it and find out what works for you. So are you guys, you know, do you, you get somebody that's, that's new to arrow building and they say, Hey, this is, this is my goal. And I'm going to just throw stuff out. I want 473 grains at 270 feet per second with 14% FOC. Right. What do you have? Do you help in that respect? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I think that's, you know, I, I started this thing in March, so it's very new. 
um, we're doing fairly well because of the fact that the customer service portion of it, you know, and that's what you have to do these days in business to get, you know, to get good business. But yes, I'm open to, to calls, emails, whatever. Typically when, when somebody sends me a message and they're really interested in either me building something for them or trying to figure out how to build their own, Mm -hmm. it's usually a phone call, you know, I'll call them back or, or send them an email and say, Hey, call me, let's talk about this and figure it out. And that way, you know, it's hard to do this, that type of thing. It's so technical with an email or a text message or whatever. So I'll get on the phone with them and, you know, we'll figure out, figure out exactly what they want to do and how to do it and give them options. You know, there's, it doesn't, there's not just one specific arrow that's going to make it work for you. One setup here's, you know, X, Y, and Z, I think will work. What would you like to do? You want to try them all, whatever. And we'll just kind of, kind of work with them on it. That's awesome, man. What, uh, so what do your custom builds look like? Is that how technical, I guess I should ask, how technical do you get in those custom builds? As technical as, as they want to get, basically. I mean, what, for the most part, so the way it works is you get on, get on the store, um, you know, put whatever you want on your arrow, however you want me to build it in your cart. And then there's a custom arrow build option. And basically I've charged five bucks an arrow to build arrows, um, which is, is too cheap, honestly. <laughs> that's, that's pretty cheap. Uh, it, it takes a long time to build this. I just out here um, at MAF, I sat over there and built a dozen, you know, dozen custom arrows for somebody that was in a bind, you know, coming out here, didn't have enough arrows, lost some arrows, whatever. And I mean, I just spent two hours over there building a dozen arrows and I whipped them out pretty fast. But yeah, we'll, we'll figure out, you know, you put everything in your cart. And we, I, I always talk to somebody on the phone if they build custom arrows, you know, say, hey, what, what is your goal? What is your ultimate goal? And help them through the cart process sometimes if they don't know. A lot of people come in and they know exactly what they want because they're build, rebuilding something that they've already shot or whatever. But yeah, we'll sit down and figure out if you're trying to reach a certain FOC or you want, uh, you know, a certain total, total arrow weight. Uh, then we sit, sit down and figure out which arrows are going to work and which inserts and, you know, components that will make that work for you and put it together. So it's funny to me. I have a couple of buddies that build arrows and I'm pretty anal about my builds. How difficult is it? We're very opinionated in, in the archery realm, right? Yeah. How, how difficult is it for you to get a build and go, damn, I got to build this. It's, I mean, you know, I love building them. So, and honestly, there's been a couple of them that have been challenging but it's fun. You know, that challenge keeps me going. Let me rephrase it. Not, not in the respect of building just an arrow, the enjoyment of, or the therapy part of it, but looking at it going, this is a ridiculous build. Like, what are you doing? Why do you want me to build your arrow like this? Well, I'll ask questions. I mean, yeah, honestly, and I'm not arrogant about it. You know, you're paying me for a service and I get that, but I'm going to try to steer you in a better direction. If I think you're doing something wrong, Yeah. because there are a lot of people out there that have never done it before. And, you know, it's it's kind of becoming an in thing for archery. A lot of people are saying, you know, having custom arrows built and built a certain way. And you may hear something from your buddy. Do this. This is man. This works great for me. Well, that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. I mean, he may be shooting 75 pounds. You may be shooting 60. You know, he may be shooting a 250 spine. You may need a 400 spine. So it's just, you know, we communicate, uh, you know, and if I if I feel like they're going in the wrong direction, I ask enough questions that I can, I can kind of gauge if they're going in the wrong direction and I'll try to steer them, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to force anybody, uh, you know, on Won't a shame certain, them. no, I'm not going to shame <laughs> them. I'm just going to try to help them. I'll it's an edge. And this is, yeah, this, this is an educational thing. This is, right. this is exactly why I'm doing it because I want to educate people on how to do it and how easy it really is to do it. Yeah. And then I, and I don't know if you've ever realized that the door that you're opening for them in archery is, 
is next level, right? I mean, you like I said it before, yeah, you get absolutely. into building arrows. That's the that's the top of the toilet bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Cuz after that is just full on plunge down the dark hole. Yeah, you're man. in. You're yeah, in. you're it's a wormhole, man. Yeah. And that's this is that's pretty much the last step a lot of people will get. It's funny, a lot of people will get, you know, the bow press and 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 work on their own bows and restring or whatever um, before they'll they'll go down that rabbit hole of of building their own arrows and which I think it should be just the opposite. I think you should you should build your arrows before you start work tinkering. Yeah. You know, because it's it's a little it's easier. The bow stuff is actually a, a whole lot more technical than building your arrows. I mean, there's you know there's some science in the arrow building, but it's it's not it's not rocket science. I got a buddy that would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you can go as deep as you want to go yeah. in it, but for the average shooter, it's, yeah, it's it doesn't not need to be. Yeah, absolutely. Until you get to that point where, and you will. You know, that's the fun thing. You start building your own arrows. And you do take it another step and then another step and another step. And you do put, bring that technical aspect into it because it starts to become fun. You start seeing how great when you start building your own arrows, especially if you cut your own arrows. I mean, that's the key. If you can, if we can get more people into buying saws and cutting their own arrows, the grouping, you know, your groups just change drastically because you're cutting your arrows straight. You're cutting off the back and the front or wherever it's wobbling. You're cutting the bad parts out of the arrow. Not not banking on the shop to do it because they're not going to do it. You know, a custom right. arrow builder will do it for you. But if you get your arrows from a shop, they're going to cut them off the front. Well, they might not, they might not need to be cut off the front. They may need to be cut off the back, but nobody cuts off the back. You know, so, and it's, it's funny because it's, it's a funny, funny kind of stories. I, I've had several people that I had, I've had to put a disclaimer on my site with my, my cuts and my custom builds that I'm going to cut them straight. I'm not going to cut them to make them pretty. So just know when you go in, if you want your arrows cut, I'm going to, I'm going to cut them. They may come off the back. It may come off the front. It may come off from both ends. So all your labels on your arrows, those pretty labels, they might not line up. So when I build them and put all these fancy wraps and stuff on them, they might, they all might not look the same. And it's, it's, I had to put that little disclaimer. Oh, that makes, that makes me just click like that. (laughs) Yeah. See, that's what happens. People are like, no, I mean, I just got off the phone with a guy last night. He's like, my, I like my arrows to look you know, symmetrical. Beautiful. I yeah. want them to look pretty. I'm like, well, so you'd rather have them look pretty than fly good. You know, I mean, I don't say yes. it in that, you know, yes. not in that in layman's terms, but yeah, you know, it's like I build them to fly great, mm-hmm. to fly straight and to group. Well, I don't, I don't care if they're pretty. It, you know, what's funny that you say that is that as much as, as much as hunters want to lend everything to how beneficial it is for me in the field. I think, and I've been saying this for years, I think ultimately, regardless of how good or how bad or how absolutely horrible the gear is, it boils down to the mother effing aesthetics. It it does. If it pleases my eye, I am more likely to pick that. Hey, I agree with you. You want to, you want to look good to be good, right? Like, and it's just, it's the same thing with all this new, all the new camo, you know, all the Kuyu and the you know all that stuff the, the fancy camo that's coming out everybody's buying that like we're you're you're getting that mossy oak and the real tree stuff it's it's kind of going away it's yeah. not trendy because it doesn't look as good but i get it and i'm the same way we want everything to look cool we want cool looking cars mm-hmm. you know we want to dress good we want our bows to look awesome look when i was coaching football you know all the all teenage boys you know look good feel good play good that was the model yeah like, you'd be like dude what is that you have look good feel good play good coach and all right man if that's what you believe in yeah well <laughs> i know. can make the arrows look pretty 
but sometimes the labels might not line yeah. up, you know, and I would rather have that and know that I can trust where that arrow is going to go every time I yep. shoot it than to not have that. Yep. So, you know, and it's some people, 90% of the people don't, don't understand that. But when it's explained to them, then they're like, yeah, cut them straight, man. I want them to fly straight. Yeah. But there's that 10% of people out there that, nope, I want them to look good. Okay. And, and honestly, there's, I mean, especially as this sport grows and as fast as it's growing, I don't, early on, most people can't even tell, right? I mean, right. you know, I got my buddy Kyle Davison, he, DCA Custom Arrows. I don't mm -hmm. know if you ever heard yeah. of him. Yeah, oh yeah. And uh, Kyle was the one for me, it was like, you know, they, yeah, yeah, I want, you know, O-1s. He's like, bro, what do you need O-1s for? Yeah, cut them right. Yeah, save save your money, yep. right? Stop with that crap. I've fallen victim, and I've been shooting for years, you know, and I fell victim for that, and I'm a good archer, but can I tell the difference between an 006 and an 001? Downrange, probably not. not. Yeah, that's the, and that's why most of them are called elites because it's it's for the elites. Yeah, you know. But when you get it, when you start building your own arrows anyway, and you're cutting your own arrows, well, you're basically ta you can take an 005006 and and make it an 002003 just by cutting the bad parts out of it mm -hmm. because you know because you're cutting what's supposed to be cut off, not relying on the shop just to cut the front. So that that's you know when i have guys that want custom built arrows and they want the elite stuff the 0.001s and i tell them you know like save yourself 20 bucks a dozen step down and buy the 003s and, and let me cut them right and you're you're going to be just about there anyway right you know save yeah, that money again most most archers can discern that difference exactly. right i i think it, it's been explained to me it's it's a human hair Right. Of a difference, right? I mean, right. and that's just when I heard it that way, I was like, "Yeah, that's just ridiculous." Save yeah. me the money, and honestly, sure. I think I'm, I'm not sure. I just switched over to the Aerotex after Purgatory, yeah. and I'm not sure where they're at with theirs, but they don't have the spine line, so there's some value there in terms yeah, of that you don't, straightness, right? right. So, I so don't it, think it, it takes out the paper tuning. I mean, yeah, yeah, you don't have to do that. I mean, you s still want to shoot a couple, make sure they're, you know, they're grouping the way you want them to group or flying the way you want to fly. But yeah, that, I mean, the same thing with you know Victory and their their spine alignment. I mean, it's when you have that option to not have to go through that extra process, which is a painstaking process sometimes. You know, well, especially if you don't want to spend the you know, on a spine checker, right? 200. Right. I think the cheapest I've seen is in that 230 realm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, and if, then if you want anything decent, you're three, 400 bucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and then I think that, you know, that's, that's a limiting factor for a lot of folks, right? Because, you know, to buy a dozen arrows, now you're upwards of a hundred dollars and then you sit there and say, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to buy X, Y, and Z. And, and to me, you know, you said the saw is the last thing on the list, but I, I would, I would argue that a spine checker is, would be sure. Now I guess things. it, you know, if if you want to go if you want to get into you want to get that technical yeah if you want to go all the way down the drain get in the p trap yeah the spot, if you want to if you want to eliminate the you know the paper tuning but the paper tuning can take care of that for you mm -hmm. you know the knock tuning you, you you can you can pretty much figure out where your spine is by knock tuning and and you know get your spine aligned doing that but it takes time i mean you know you might get lucky and it, it takes you you know 30 or 40 minutes to do a dozen but it might take three hours there's a i'm not gonna say who it is but there's a couple of brand of arrows if you go out in the sunlight and you hold that arrow yeah and you look you look through the center of and it you will find that you can find the line every yeah. yep. single yep. time there are Self, a couple of them out there yeah, yeah. self-verified that sucker over and over and over and i'm like 
dang it, I've been shooting these for a while and that's all I had to do. Yep. You know, that's, that's nice. That makes it nice when you can see. I mean, it's basically the seam that you're seeing. Yeah. The stiffest part of the yeah. part of the shaft. Yeah. It's nice to nice to make it that easy. But it also to me, it takes away, you know, some of the the technical yeah. aspect of it. And, and to me, that some of that stuff's fun. You know, going through the knock tuning is sometimes it's painstaking, but man, when it works, it works. And it's like, man, this is great. But again, right, that technical part of it that comes alive when you start doing that and, and the fact that you start discerning your equipment, I think it's hugely important because for three to four months a year, most of us, especially like at a shoot like this, most of us are tipping that with a broadhead. Right. And and we really, my opinion, again, we really need to be dialed into our equipment. And then when you start talking about the arrow, right, the component that is flying downfield to inflict, to inflict a wound that's going to cause death. Right. We need to be technically advanced there. We need to understand everything about that component. Yeah. I mean, right? the, the bottom line is, you know, lethal and ethical, right? That's it. I mean, that that's what it. we want. Yep. And, and that's what, you know and you you sound like we're, we're we're on the same page that i mean that's my ultimate goal as a hunter i want everything to work exactly the way it's supposed to work yep. for me so that i know when i release that arrow that it's going to be as is unless something goes wrong somehow which you know it, it does in the Always archery does. world but yep. i'm bettering my chances by having everything the way it's supposed to be mm -hmm. for that lethal ethical shot and that's Remove what everybody should points. should strive yeah. for absolutely so what do you what do you shoot personally um, just depends. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, right now, so this year I'm shooting, uh, as far as arrows go for 3d stuff, I'm shooting uh, black Eagle zombie slayers and they're about 415. I'm shooting a 70 pound, uh, Matthews VXR. They're 300 spine. Um, and they're about 415 grains total, total arrow weight. But for hunting for elk hunting this year, I've, I've jumped up and went down the, down the, the heavy, heavy arrow high foc rabbit hole for just just to see what it all does and what it's all about but i'm shooting a um a grizzly stick uh 240 spine grizzly stick that uh with some um some serious three blade um tough head broadheads they're solid s7 steel they're 200 grain so i'm total weight total arrow weight 675 Ooh. yeah so 675 out of a 70 pound bow i'm well i crank it up to 75 for okay. hunting so so you're shooting in that 260 260 yeah range? about 255 to 260 okay yeah. yeah so it's it's fast enough where i can you know i'm not afraid to shoot out to about 60 i probably wouldn't take anything you know any, any further, further than that but i know you know 60 or less i'm gonna i'm gonna knock the hell out of yeah. that thing you know what i mean That's it's like drill them. yeah i'm gonna drill them and, and get a pass through and even if it has to go through a shoulder it, you know most likely it's gonna pass through and that's again goes back to you know, Dr. Ashby stuff, it's all about legal, I mean, lethal eth yeah. ethical kills, you know, and even if there's a mistake or, you know, you hit a piece of blade of grass or it jumps the string a little bit, you know, wherever that thing hits, it's, it's, it's gonna going. yeah. bust them, you know, and that's, that's kind of what I'm going to test out this year this and year. see how that works. Yeah. Know? So I got, uh, my heavy arrow, my elk arrow is, uh, Let's see when I went to the Aerotech. So I my FOC dropped a little bit. So I'm I'm sitting at 547 at about I dropped a little bit on my speed. So I'm about 268 with that. That's good, though. I mean, that's I was shooting basically 550 last year, right, right. around the 550 range with probably about 18, 19 percent FOC. And, you know, I punched a, a nice bull and didn't have to, you know, didn't have any problem with it. Um, it's just, you know, 
I think and it, it there's a lot of um you know, there's a lot of people that'll say different things about that heavy arrow high mm-hmm. FOC thing. And, it, you know, it kind of goes both ways. And, yeah, we we obviously all shoot well and aim for what we're supposed to aim for. But using that stuff and, you know, I'm I'm going to have 24 percent FOC. So it's a super high FOC for that momentum. But, you know, you don't you just don't know what's going to happen. Right. In the in that world. So I've, I've got a, a sale and you need that. You know, how to, you remember how to do it? Pause. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's okay. okay. Let's, I mean, we're here. We're, we're live. So yeah, we're, we're at math. We I'm selling stuff, and, and then my buddy that's uh, taking care of the booth. I have the the credit card thing on my phone, and he needs the credit card thing. Nice. Well, hopefully that'll connect when you get it close enough. If not, I'll be over there in a bit. No big deal. Sorry, Sorry about that. No, no worries. None, <laughs> none at all. Uh, we're gonna leave it in there. I won't even edit it out. Um, you know, that's the one thing that's nice about building your own arrows is you don't have to rely on your opinion of someone else's experience or theory or hypothesis in their right. realm, in their realm, excuse me, or their world. I put those two words together yeah, there. I kind of like um, that. Yeah. <laughs> and you can actually go and do this and experiment. And yeah, it costs you a few dollars. But if you start right. early enough in the season and you go out there and you have an opinion of it, test it out don't just write off the opinion and that's a right. lot of what we do is you write it off exactly and we fall into this one line of thought because this guy i follow isn't about it well go put it out of your boat you know what i mean shoot through it go yes i'm not like a shoot plywood type guy but if you want to see what it's going to go do go shoot a three-quarter inch piece of plywood and, and form your own yeah. opinion and that's really what's nice about building your own arrows sure i took the aerotech arrows and because the gpi is a lot higher than what I was shooting. I mm-hmm. still, I, I, 273. That's my number when you, when we talk about feet per second trajectory. Right. I know it. I know how it looks in flight. I know my arc. I know where I can thread needles and where I can't based on that. Right? Sure. Because I've been shooting that speed purposely for years. Well, okay. I, I buy these. They're a little bit heavier. I want to keep, and I'm right at the front of my riser. And I want to keep them right there. I can't go any shorter, so I can't pull any weight off of them. Um, so I just started grabbing components. And I found there I had some components and put them on there. What worked, what didn't work. I had to blow a couple of arrows. Uh, but it's worth it. Yeah. Right absolutely. now I got this setup with this arrow, this new arrow technology that I believe in. Uh, after shooting them and seeing, I don't know if you shot them. Oh, yeah. I sh- Holy mm-hmm. crap, dude. I watched that thing fly. Anyway, I've said it a million times. Yeah, like, I sell them too. So I've never seen anything spin like that that yeah. mt is just it tripped me out yeah the technology on that arrow is pretty cool not just the not just the the zero spine portion of it but the, the magnus yeah the magnus yeah. thing that's pretty cool yeah if you guys if, if you guys haven't looked into the aerotech stuff Man. look into it i mean the, the i guess the easiest way to explain it is if you really look at it hard it it's almost like the exterior of the arrow is kind of dimpled like a golf ball yep. basically yep. uh and it does some some really cool things with that arrow, I mean, yeah. it makes it fly super straight and spin super fast. That that spin, we were we were at Purgatory, Robert cut me too, and I said, well, you know, we talked a minute, I said, well, you know, build, let's get a couple out there, let me go shoot them. So we put it on the scale, just give me my weight right now. And we put them on the scale, got close to my weight, and I went out there and I shot 20, 40, wait, 20, 30, 40, 70. When I went out to 70 and I watched that arrow spin, the way that they only aerotex yeah. spin uh-huh. and i was sold right there i was yeah. like this is amazing i did it again and i was like this is it i walked back down and i avoided him for a day 
because I was like, I don't want, I, I'm set up. I want to drop right? the money, man. Yeah. You know, I got a bunch of arrows. I got a bunch of arrows, but yeah. I couldn't get away from it. You yeah. know, and I was like, dude, just give me, I need this many and this many. But see, the, th- the I mean, but if you weren't open to trying different stuff and building stuff and testing stuff, then you, you know, you stick with the tried and true, which, you know, Nothing my, wrong with it. Yeah. And, and I, my, my real job is, uh, because this is kind of a side gig for now, but uh, I'm a race director, so I have large-scale event planning, basically. So I put on marathons, half marathons, and oh, stuff like cool. that. So I'm real averse in the running industry. I used to own a specialty running store, brick and mortar, for a while, too. And I, I kind of equate it with running shoes. You get into a running shoe that you really love. Well, I get it. There's no reason to mess it up, mess with that because it's it's very technical. So I understand a lot of these guys don't. They don't want to vary. They don't want to, you know, move away from, you know, I've got something that works. I'm going to use what works. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I, I fully understand that. And if, if, if you think that that's where you're at, then I'm going to, I'm going to be with you. Let's just build the same arrow. Let's do that. But if you want to start getting into building your own arrows, then it's time to start messing yeah. around with it. You yeah. know, it's time to have fun with it because you can always go back, right? Yeah. Like it's a little different when you put on a pair of running shoes, go run a marathon. If it doesn't work, you're in trouble. You know, yeah, you, know you can always go work. back. Yep. Can't figure it out. Okay. Here, pause it. Here, do this. Hey, we got the sale. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. But <laughs> no you know, that was a that was a two hundred dollar plus sale, so it worked yeah, out. I no, appreciate gotta, that. <laughs> yeah, we got we to get that. That's why we're here. Yeah, we're, and you know, it's exciting because this, this just talked to him for a few minutes, and the guy has, this, he's going down that wormhole, right? So he hasn't awesome. done this before, so he's getting a a Bitsenberger jig and a, a nice serious arrow arrow square arrow spinner tester nice. you know so yeah heck yeah you know what I, matter, matter of fact I'm gonna have to look at the one you're using I was digging that and I saw your the post spinner yeah I really Sweet, like that man. yeah yes. it looks like it serious you know they've they've got some great arrows but they have a, a lot of other good stuff too and he came out with that it's it's extruded aluminum base and it's got roller bearings on it yeah. and you can add the squaring device to it for an upgrade it's brutish. it's sweet it's I the like best that. on the market for yeah, sure because i'm used i'm still using the g5 you know hands yeah and you know what's i mean not, i sell the g5 the flip so nothing against that but that's 35 bucks right mm-hmm. and that's the square any spinner you get even a pine ridge spinner which i sell is 35 bucks so that's 70 but for 70 bucks you can have that thing and have everything all in yeah. one and it's it's super high quality that's really nice that's hard right because you, you you know like on my saw there's i got the bearing spinner yeah and those bearings they're always freezing up on me like i gotta yeah. keep them super the roller blue. bearings are for sure the way to go yeah Absolutely. and uh i forget what the other was just the disc on them yeah, those are yeah. They're garbage. Don't use that. Yeah, they're garbage. <laughs> I don't I mean, use they, they, You'll watch the like. You'll spin those and you'll see it going like uh-huh. this, and it's like, damn, all those arrows might have been square. Yeah, roller bearings are they're the way. Yeah, that's the way to go for sure. So, man, what uh, what does it for you in the woods, man? What's what's the? Oh man, um, you know, I used to. I'm a. I would say a tried and true whitetail hunter. I've hunted whitetail forever and ever, but moved to Colorado about six years ago and had done some elk hunting previously um and and liked it but since i've been here man i am i'm a diehard elk i'm an elk nut dude where'd you come from hunting whitetail uh i was born and raised in arkansas and then i lived uh lived the the biggest part of my adult life until now in 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 texas south texas area so hunted the hill country and in Texas and South Texas a lot. So, you yeah, know, I'm Burnett and Lampasas. Yeah, all that stuff yeah. out there. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. I, I was spoiled rotten with uh with 
with big whitetail in the you know in South Texas, and then just a million whitetail in the hill country, and all the exotics, the free range axis and black buck and all that stuff. Dude, black, I was gonna bring it up. Black buck antelope have to be one of the most beautiful creatures Aren't on they cool? the face yeah. of the earth. Absolutely, dude, that is a beautiful, and that's where I've seen them because I would we would hunt Burnett. Yeah, um, I took my boy. I would take him down before he was old enough to get you know uh, a tag at home. And uh, those black buck, man, that's just an amazing. Yeah, and it's cra- crazy cool that they're just free range in the hill country <laughs> in Texas, right? They, you know, yeah. for for however many years they got out of the high fence ranches, and I mean, we had I had a twenty three hundred acre lease there in, in uh, Telegraph, which isn't too far from Burnett, and we had free range axis psychic deer black buck and occasionally we'd have a little herd of Audad come through oh wow and so man we it was it was heaven there so yeah i was spoiled spoiled with that but there's nothing like hunting public land to me like right. getting out here and working your ass off and being up in the mountains you know just packing in and and you have to work hard you know and it makes it so much more rewarding Hell when you yes. when you put one down you know i it's just a different type of hunting and i have nothing just you know nothing disparaging to say about the the texas hunting scene you know the f- hunting over feeders or whatever because i did it for 15 years and loved every minute of it and i'll go back and do it mm-hmm. but this is just something different man and it's in my blood i love it it's something about elk man well you're surrounded in this booth by them so yeah you absolutely. You're, out, you're in montrose so you hunt yeah. 62 at all off the plateau or um so i hunt 70 which is okay. just south it's kind of in the telluride area yep. we hunt um the lone cone area over there um i have hunted 62 up on the plateau um but just just deer hunted muley hunted up there okay. a lot of traffic that's still over the counter yep. 62 is 70 went two years ago went to a limited draw um because we were just killing too many elk 62 is my gig that's my my otc spot yeah absolutely um, it's a great over the counter it's it's yeah. hunted heavily i mean there's a there's a lot of traffic in there but you can get up high enough and, and get into some spots we and still saw find five them. people 23 days in last year no kidding only five now when you're on the divide road right you got all oh the yeah camps, divide road but, but in in hammered. the woods five people all season yeah, it is. It is kind of one of those areas. That there's a lot of there's a lot of people that go there. Well, you get a lot of out of state people that come in for, mm. for the OTC tag, and they don't get that far off the road. Right. So if you can get back in a few miles, you're going to do better for yeah, sure. That I love that area. So this year I'll be uh, I'll be south. I'll be in 71 this year. Oh, nice. Yeah. So well, you got to so you've got the 70, 71, 73, 74. I think it is. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So you could. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So crossing my fingers. It's it's kind of hard though to step away from. What, what you, you know. know absolutely right I, yeah. I could walk into 62 in that area i hunt my eyes closed and know what bench i'm on right you know sure. so it's a little bit i'm almost reluctant man you know i was talking to brandon last night and uh, i was telling him man i might i might exchange that tag and go and back just get your otc yeah. for 62 and he looks at me and he goes don't no, do it man don't at do least it. give it a shot you <laughs> yeah. know it's just and hard. And the thing is, too, when you do something like that here, when you're hunting public land, it's almost you have to give it almost two years. Right. You know what I mean? You got to get in there for a year and kind of learn it, see what you did wrong. Or if maybe you get lucky, you know, or I'm not going to say it's always luck. There's skill involved, too. But yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, a lot of luck. But that second year in a, in a new unit is usually pretty magical if you can kind of figure it out. Yeah. So, But it is tough, man. I get it. Like for me, for, I've been hunting 70. This is the sixth season now. And it would be hard to walk away because I know where I hunt, right. you know, and it's, I know not, do, you can't ever pattern the elk really, but I have ideas, you know, I, you and know, that's, for, for that unit that were, you know, that area, we, 
we just got to cut them off. We know the highway. We know the transition. And it's right. just a matter of cutting them off. The, the problem that we have there is that there is five benches that are stacked. And it's which bench you decide to put the cutoff on on any given day. Right. Right. For because whatever. they could be four benches over. Exactly. And I don't know why they just don't use the same one. Yeah. I do. They don't want to get killed. <laughs> is that what it is? Oh, man. But it's like you can't pick the right bench ever, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I really enjoy that. You know, I just like that whole area. Getting up on that plateau yeah. is something else. Man. It's pretty. It's, 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 it's That whole, this, you know, 62, 61, 62, 70, that whole area right there. Oh, of course, 61 amazing. is like, you know, the golden child. Yeah. But but that whole area is it's got a, it's got a lot of elk in it and it's pretty and it's it's great hunting there's you know some, it's there's some tough hunting for sure yeah. up there but you know it's, it's some good hunting we've we've been very fortunate for sure it's funny when you drop in you know cuz a lot of that area you can you can get in on a trail right on the beaten path yes and when you drop in and you start getting off of that and you look you turn and you look back and you're like Oh my God! What did I just do? get into? Like, yeah, yeah. You have no idea, but it's like, <laughs> yep. hey, you're you're just below the plateau there. Now you're down in that valley, and that you know whatever that hundred foot tree was you were looking at is about yay big. Uh-huh. On the top, you're going son of a bitch. If I got to get out of here and pack out, yeah. that's the fun part. Last year, I, fortunately, I hunt with a good group of dudes, and you know we're all, we all help each other. Which I mean, you know, obviously that's what it's all about. Yep. But we had a we had about a six mile pack out with my with my bull last year so it was uh it was a lot of fun <laughs> how's the water in 70 i know in 62 it, it's it's, it's scarce been, right now it, it's yeah. been so heavy the last two years in there and i'm not i don't hunt over water i don't have a problem with hunting over right. water it's just not my gig but there doesn't matter there's so many water sources um it's just like man if it's hot, yeah it's- we had i mean so the last two years it's been it's been pretty dang dry i mean like i actually i uh, i had a plan for opening morning last year i scouted a couple of water holes that I, I wasn't gonna like sit on them but i wanted to ease my way into them at daylight because they've been getting hit pretty hard mm-hmm. um and they i got into them and i was i had you know i'd been there scouting about a month prior and i made my way up through there i mean a big hike in there uphill and everything and they were bone dry by the time i got i mean in a month yeah so it's pretty scarce in 70 right and i think this year i don't know you know i really don't know what to expect up there as far as water goes Uh, 62 usually has quite a bit more water than we do it's a little bit drier where we are but we'll see how it goes that's a detriment in my opinion to it right because you can't there's no narrowing it down no yeah i mean water right right, when there's no water i mean yeah we have we have a pretty good creek that runs through in a certain spot, not too far from where I killed my bull last year. That is, I'm not going to say it's the only water source, but it's close to it. But it's a it's a long creek. I mean, it's you know we've got six or seven miles. So trying to figure out where they're where they're heading to water from is is a little bit difficult. But yeah, it's you know all that stuff is fun, man. But I, I so we were talking in purgatory just jokingly. I think we were playing cornhole or something, and you were in radio. Is that right? No. Oh, I thought you said you were in radio. No, okay. No, no, no. Gotcha. You I was gonna that. say, yeah, I'm. I was in radio for ten years. <laughs> I was a DJ for ten years. I was gonna be like, I was gonna talk shop with you. No, no, not me. That uh, everybody says, oh, you should be doing that for a living. This is all, you know. Yeah. You got the you got the voice idea. for it, you know, and like me, not the face, but not the face <laughs> for TV. So we do radio, right? What do you say? <laughs> Don't answer. No. Nah. No, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, you, you do. Know. This is this is great, man. Yeah, it's love fun. love the podcast. You have a good Thank time you. with it. You have good good people on it. It's and you know being here at MAF, 
and and love the fact that you have everybody here on this is just math is such a cool deal yeah, man it's the, about the community it's the community it's the yeah. archery community here and that's what it's about and it's family operated and they're amazing family and the vendors that are here are amazing vendors and it's just a really good time yeah. i can't wait to to grow with this thing I oh, think it, dude, it's, it's so awesome. much fun i miss the idaho shoot see i didn't i didn't i just went to purgatory in this one because my my work work schedule yes. my real work schedule where i make my real money yeah. i had to do some other things but next year i'm i'm gonna be at all of them coming coming in strong so it'll be fun and yeah, then I'm, 2023 should be a really great year I'm, a, I'm hoping to do the same thing next year just hit all of them just get all five really miss the idaho idaho looked like it was a blast yeah i, I they, you know i was yeah. just like oh, everybody man. talking about it and posting about it i was like man yeah, i want to be, be there because yep. <laughs> i shot that i did the beaver shoot but i didn't bring the booth i just shot that one okay gotcha. that one kicked my butt I yeah mean, do that altitude we were at base we were like 12 4 12 2 something like that yeah it's high it, it whooped my butt i've never had altitude sickness never felt it gotcha it got me good I was everything I could do Sunday morning just to get out of elevation. I mean, I did. I just threw everything in the back of the truck. Let's get and, down the hill. I huh? hauled ass. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I've been fortunate enough. I've never had that problem with it. Um, but man, I've been with people that have, and it's it's not pretty. It isn't. I was like, what is going on? But it's yeah. funny because as soon as you drop elevation, yeah, you're good. You're fine. Good yeah. to go. Good to go. But shoot, brother, I'll let you get back to it, man. I'm finally, you know, glad we finally get to sit down. Yeah, my pleasure, guy. Thanks. This is fun. Yeah, we'll have to do it again next year. Check back in and let's keep in touch during season, man, and see. I might have to call in a lifeline if I'm struggling down there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, (laughs) man. Well, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, I actually, my, I live on, I live in 62. I have, uh, but I'm low enough where I don't have the the traffic, Mm -hmm. the elk and deer traffic that I have. I have it now. Well, not now. They're starting to go up because it's getting hot. But in the springtime, right they come down out of the hills and they're all in my, I'm in my yard and oh, it's awesome. it's it's amazing. But it's like, and I watch some big bucks grow up. It's like you know, but they just leave, man. <laughs> July and August they head up, and then all through season they're never around because it, it was like a couple of years ago I pulled the sixty two over the counter tag for for deer because mm-hmm. I thought well pff, these things are huge. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out on my property and, and try to put one down in there. Yeah, they were gone. They disappeared. Yeah. I was up. It was my last day. I I so twenty three days total. She came up probably the last third of that, spent six days with me. I drove her home. I drove back out, dropped back in, hunted for three or four days. And my last day, I'm on one of my benches, and uh, I was spent, dude. Spent, yeah. spent, spent. I mean, for, what is that, 800 miles one way. And yeah. I had done that. Came out, picked, uh, flew her in. I think I was probably on day 15 or 16, something like that. Flew her into Montrose. We hung out in town for a day. Went back up to the mountain six days. Drove back to Cali. Turned around, I think, a day or so later. Came back out. <laughs> <laughs> and That'll wear so you out. Anyway, I'm on this bench, right? And... Uh, it was pretty slow, and the winds were just howling, dude. And uh, nothing was talking, and I and I we've really been successful when she was there with raking, getting you know elk to come in. Mm-hmm. So I'm just raking, and I hear something on my back, you know, my six, and I'm like, oh man, and I got a new growth behind me, so I'm just barely turn around, barely turn around, barely turn around. And I turn around, dude. There's seven bucks, right? And I mean, it, it was like it couldn't have been any more perfect, right? Stud, stud, smaller stud, smaller stud, dink, dink 
dink. Yeah. And I was just like, no deer tag. I'm like, oh, God, man. And it's, you know, this is my last day. I'm spent. I'm like, only to have a deer tag in my yep. pocket right now. I mean, just there's some big. There's some food. actually some big deer in yeah. 62. We've seen so. some really good bucks. I like, you know, when we get in there early on, you know, that that opener. That I'd say that first week opener, you can see the velvet is ready to shred, but they're mm-hmm. still hanging. Yeah. And, uh, man, just I just love a velvet buck, man. Yeah, just me too. Just love them. But uh, that's a, I, people say all oh, that unit's crowd. Everybody I talked to said, man, that unit is packed. And I'm like, well, good. It hasn't been my experience. That's good. You're, yeah. you're getting far enough in. That means you're doing your homework and, and getting where you need to be. Yeah. We just got to sure. get, we just got to kill something in that sucker. <laughs> yeah. You will. Yeah. I'll let you back to it, brother. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, guy. My we'll pleasure. You. Thank you for listening. Follow Western Contours on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, and sign up at westerncontours.com. Episodes are available on most major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.